Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Great Falls, Montana, are Deb McCracken, Chief Risk Officer, and Julie Wall, Senior Vice President, both from Benefis Health System. Uh, first, Julie, Deb, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks for inviting us. My pleasure, and glad that you could make it through the snows there, which I understand fell today, to talk about patient safety, which is the topic of your session at the 2023 Compliance Institute. So, um, Julie, why don't we start with you? Uh, what are some of the key gaps in patient safety these days? You know, funny that you'd mentioned snow, because actually one of the key gaps that we're still continually addressing in patient safety is fall prevention. And of course, looking at that more in the hospital or in the medical offices. But the key gaps in patient safety oftentimes are ones that have been around for years, time after time. They're in areas like fall prevention, medication administration, um, correctly identifying a patient, how to best prevent infections. And they stay around because everything keeps changing. As healthcare changes, technology changes, we have to keep up with that. And then our processes change and we might lose sight or we might miss something that's changed and where process needs to change to go back to safe behaviors. And there's one thing that I would add and that is the fear of reporting and maybe retaliation that employees might feel that they would be retaliated against for reporting. Which is definitely trouble on a lot of levels. I mean, when you don't want to have that fear uh, in the environment, but secondly, by not reporting it, obviously, the problem's likely to continue on and on. So Deb, how can organizations best assess their risks in this area? Well, I think that it first starts with the partnerships that you have. And in particular, I'm thinking about three strong partnerships in an organization that uh, deal with risk management, that deal with compliance, and that also deal with the quality perspective. And, and from that, then I think that you also need to have some types of formal committee structures, uh, such as one that are skilled and trained in capturing and coding root causes and digging down into uh, those particular areas to assess uh, your risk. And then also from those root causes, you can classify your safety events themselves to identify where those gaps are. Another primary way that we utilize in our organization, and we have for a number of years and have just built upon these, is through the survey process. Um, we do tracer team surveys and mock surveys, which traditionally started off more on the accreditation side but certainly now have just been more globally accepted to assist in identifying gaps in uh, safety as well. And then we also utilize uh, the, the tracer team surveys and mock surveys are something that's truly ongoing throughout the year. But then 
perhaps on an annual or a biannual basis, utilizing surveys such as a safety climate um, culture survey and a risk assessment. And on the risk assessment side, that's not only for compliance assessment, but that's also for risk and safety assessment across the organization. And then last, I think that there can be a lot of benefit in focusing on patient access, patient experience, and billing practices. And that patient access begins on the front end and following it all the way through to the back end with the billing practices. And I think that uh, by utilizing those tools and practices that we can best assess our risks. I agree, Deb. And I think the in addition with the, your points about the tracer teams and mock surveys is that gives us the perfect opportunity to do risk assessment in an ongoing fashion. So we can see if the changes that we've made, the differences in processes, if they've stuck, if the staff have continued to use new processes and use the most safe methods or ways to care for patients. And we can check on that periodically to make sure that that um, new behaviors are remaining. Well, and those new behaviors go back to reflecting changing ways of delivering healthcare. Now, let's talk more though about some of the strategies that have effectively closed patient safety gaps. What else should people be thinking of? One of the first things that comes to my mind is best practices and implementation of those practices. And those are identified certainly through lessons learned not only at our own organization, but lessons learned from other organizations across the country and then those being shared so that we could learn from each other. Um, I also believe that um, some of the other great strategies include simulation, and that's practicing real live situations such as a fire in the OR or an emergency cesarean section or an active shooter in the hospital, simulating those things before they even occur so that we are well prepared if that should ever happen. Another thing that I believe is a very important strategy and that is storytelling. That can be one of our most effective communication tools because it personalizes the message back to each individual. And it, it may have a separate meaning for each individual because through storytelling, we can relate. That could be my mother, my father, your child, your grandparents. So I think that can also be, again, a good strategy. And then we also use debriefing. That occurs when there has been any type of an event, it's not necessarily where there's been uh, patient harm that has occurred, but an event that we believe that we could glean some uh, learnings from. And in that, I think that that encourages open communication and transparency, which really helps in uh, 
in the, the strategies that we use to close those patient safety gaps. Because if people feel trusted and they feel like uh, that communication is transparent, they're going to be more willing to participate, not only in the debriefing, but also in the daily safety huddles that we have. We've utilized those for a number of years where we proactively identify safety concerns and focus on our patients that are most at risk. Well, it sounds like a, it's a terrific strategy, thinking both proactively and reactively so that you cover all sides. Um, Julie, what do you think is next for patient safety? Well, I think it's taking these strategies and once they're implemented, hopefully then seeing the results be open reporting, better reporting, increased reporting of events or concerns about issues that come up. That way we can analyze and we can act on these near-miss safety events or precursor safety events and maybe make some changes before a true safety event even occurs. I think you can take those examples and take them to your nursing shared governance councils as like Deb discussed, stories to tell about what could have occurred or, or what's happened and why certain processes are important. We can share the lessons we've learned with other organizations as much as we learn from them. We want to collaborate with patients, and that is something that I think a lot of organizations are not heavily involved with yet, and that's looking at a patient safety committee or visiting more with patients about their perception of their safety while they're in the hospital and with the care that's being provided to them. And Julie, I, I would definitely agree with all of those points, and I believe that Really, it's building upon what we already know and adding in the, the things that you have mentioned that I believe are going to take us to that next level. An additional focus that I would mention would be safety in the workplace related to violence. We know that violence has increased not only in our communities, but now at times is also brought within the four walls of our hospital systems. And so I believe that that is something that certainly for now and in the near future that we would um, focus more attention on that to prevent um, certainly as much as what we can to prevent any harm to our patients, employees, visitors. Well, wow. there's a lot to think about, and uh, that last thought's a very scary one. Well, Julie, Deb, thanks for sharing those insights with us today, and uh, and also for doing so coming up at the 2023 HCCA Compliance Institute. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <laughs> <laughs>